Welcome to the Jam Yearbook. I'm Matt. And I'm Jim. Today, we're going to take you on a journey back through the year behind us, 2023. We'll revisit the music we've added to our own playlists that will stay with us, hopefully, for the many years ahead. And we'll let you know what music we will definitely be happy to leave behind. As we progress through the show, Jim and I each are going to give our top five songs of the year, as we used to do when we were recapping all these. <laughs> These won't be in any particular order, and maybe we'll even share a song or, you know, thumb wrestle over one. So, Jim, I will let you start us off. What's uh, what's number five or one, however you want to count? <laughs> no holding back here. We're going right away. I guess Do you're it. a fast mover. Yeah. I'm going to start with. <laughs> <laughs> She's a goer, eh? <laughs> <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> I'm going to start my five with Juice World. The light. Matt, you are responsible for bringing rap and hip hop back into my life with some great albums your kids exposed you to. I spent most of the 2000s and 2010s just hitting the nope button every time rap came <laughs> around. So I got to thank you. The first time I listened to this song was the morning it came out. I was on a nearly empty bus. I think it had been raining, but it had stopped. So the world was all kind of moist and wet. And it was one of those moments where everything around me just seemed kind of surreal. And the song reached like into my soul. You know, I've had kind of a crazy year and yeah. songs and lyrics can sometimes get you at times you don't expect it. And all of a sudden there I was on the bus thinking about Juice World and his life and how it tragically ended. And this song about finally finding the light and, and some sense in life. And I teared up, you know, partly because of his story and, and him being gone, but we're also not going to get a lot more from him. And this was a really good song. And I realized that it was a, it was a, maybe a final moment from him that we were getting. So this yeah. is a, a forever song for me. So thank you. Awesome. Yeah, it, it is for me as well. I, that is a sentence that neither of us probably thought anybody would have said that I would be bringing rap into anybody's life. Uh, but a big thank you to my kids, Max and Owen, because they were—they're bringing it to me. And now that they're a little older, they've moved away from uh, rap that's more of shock value. And mm -hmm. the stuff that they've been sharing with me, I, I can really get into. It's good. I'm even finding rap on my own and sharing it with them. You know, they listen. We talk about it. What was good? What was shit? I'm still listening to the news. Our face that uh, we found in November. It's so good. Oh, it is. I love that. It's old school. Mm -hmm. Someone new autoplayed after that, Mathematic. I had never heard of him. He knew to me, but I'm like, oh crap, this is really good. You check it out. It's, you know, in the in that Zara face mold. More importantly, I've moved on from feeling odd about listening to rap without headphones. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I'm middle-aged guy. I shouldn't be listening to rap out in public, but no, nah, hey, screw it. <laughs> Now you just still have the windows rolled up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now it just sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> so then tell me, what's your number five? Uh, I'm bringing the entire catalog of Danko Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Who must Danko Jones, you mean? <laughs> yeah. No, that's denied. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't put anybody through that. <laughs> Danko Jones was not one of our favorite finds of the year. That's for sure. <laughs> and I know you'd rather listen to that blues traveler crap song anyways, but, 
But I'm going to lead off my five with Steven Sanchez, Until I Found You. This album, especially this song, it pushed so many of my buttons. Throwback style concept album that you pointed out. I had no idea it was a concept album. I thought it was just thematic. The whole album, it's thoroughly enjoyable and original. Sometimes when I'm looking at music for the show, I can be an angry elf. But then magically, one of us stumbles onto someone that turns it around. And then we start finding, peppering each other back. Oh, check this out. Check this out. And Steven Sanchez is what broke the ice. I remember staring at my phone with that holy shit expression when I first heard it. But then I let it sit for a couple of days, give it some space to see if I was going to change my mind. But I didn't. This album, this is another one. It's going to be in my forever library. Yeah, I've given this album so many spins, making dinner and eating just the past few months. And when it's on, because I know what the concept of the album is, I'm kind of following along to the storyline. It's a great beginning to end album. And once you learn the concept behind it, it really makes it a lot more enjoyable to listen to. So if you are doing something, you're making dinner, you're having conversation, but you stop while you're eating and you hear the music in the background, my brain automatically picks up on, ooh, it's this part of the story. And that's really cool. That's what makes an album great sometimes. It does. It energizes me, and it, but it puts me at ease at the same time because you are following along with that story, but the tones are so smooth. It's mm. It's a great listen. We aren't alone in loving this until I found you has 8.5 billion streams on Spotify. Whoa. Just a shade <laughs> over 8.5. I had no idea it would be anywhere near that. Well, there's an audience out there. I just don't think it's a probably a widely commercial audience, but people are listening. That's yeah. cool. Maybe it's people yeah. our age that aren't driving the record sales, but know this guy is great. All right, Matt. So breaking away from talking about just our five songs. We got a conversation we're going to have through the show. When you were looking over the past year of 2023 on a scale of one to 10, how was 2023 in your lifetime? Oh, tricky, tricky, tricky. <clears throat> Cause we've had some really good luck lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give 2023 a five and a half. Cause there were six things I really disliked in 2023. January, February, March, April, <laughs> May, and June with an honorable mention to a week October. And November <laughs> really wasn't the greatest either. Uh, when we've been recapping the years and previous versions of the show, the late 2010s and what we lived through of the 2020s were rough as well. Uh, so what are you going to give it? Well, I probably disagree with you a little bit in springtime, but we'll get to that down the road. And November was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't great by any means. I think we did a pretty good job pulling some good music out of that, but you didn't even mention December and you messaged me the other night and you were like, Hey, have you checked out my playlist from December? Yeah. And I was like, no, I I haven't even found anything. I really want to put on a playlist for December. (laughs) And I'll be honest with you. I went to your playlist and I listened to stuff and it, it sounded like a, an indie wank fest of everybody trying to out indie yep. each other in a lot of ways. And I, there was not really much there. I can understand why you put those into a playlist just to kind of recap December, but there wasn't really a lot there that I thought I was going to sink my teeth into. Yep. I'm finding a couple of the bands are okay, but a lot of times when I put it on the playlist, it's to highlight uh, the averageness of what's going on. And that's what it is. It's nothing's bad, but it's not. Yeah, yeah, but 
there I wouldn't quite say there's valleys, but there's not really many peaks either. It's all no. kind of just, you know, right in that mid-level. I still have high hopes that here towards the end of December, we're going to get one great album because there have at times been really good albums that have come out right after Christmas or the week of that were almost new at the time or new bands and kind of slid under the radar because, well, nobody really knew who they were, but then it became popular down the road. So I hope there's something we're going to discover, but I'm not going to have high hopes. And I do think that maybe in December and, you know, probably all these three end of year months, it's a lot of, okay, let's just throw it out now. You know, we've been hanging yeah. on to this. Yep. You know, there's probably a good portion of that, but Baz, that's, it's a decent rap album. Um, I'm finding a lot of good songs on there. I think it's the stepdads. It's one of the indie bands. I'm kind of getting yep, into good. them yep. a little bit yep. more, but yeah, no one thing's blowing me away yet. No, no, but I have a bit of a difference from you. Cause I'm going to give the year a seven. I think there's a lot of music that I found from the year on a whole that I'm going to take with me into future years. So I can't really weigh it month by month. And maybe if we'd done this show differently, you know, say over the past three or four years, we know there's a lot of cool new music that was coming out from 2019, 2020, 2021, that those years would be interesting to see how they would weigh now if we were discovering music during that time. But there's a lot mm -hmm. of stuff that I re really enjoyed from this year, more so, I think, than, you know, uh, you know, previous years. And there's a big gaping black hole for me in the 2000s and kind of the 2010s, the noughties and the 10s. Yeah. That it, it's good. just kind of empty. So I've got to prop this up a little bit. There are new bands that I found that I am starting to go and look to see if they've released something. So there's anticipation that I have from the start of the year. You're correct because when we started the show and we looked back on the beginning of the year, kind of in July, August, we didn't find much that we wanted to talk about and we really couldn't do it. And we, we were going to start with the whole year, but then we thought, eh, let's just start with July because the, the, the beginning of the year kind of sucked. <laughs> it really did. But I think we're going to measure our one to 10 differently as far as how we're rating the year. And I'm cool with that. You can have your way of doing it, and I'm going to have my way. There's no right way. No, you're right. There is no right way. And I'm probably being too harsh as usual. You know, five and a half, that's just above average. Um, I, I could possibly bump it up to six because I do buy into your argument that these last, um, well, maybe November had a couple, September... October, uh, even August, maybe there are August some albums that, yeah. Th yeah, there are more albums I would say in 2023 that I will take with me going forward than we did in a lot of the 2020s and late 2010s mm -hmm. be because those were, those were kind of trashy. There were a couple versions where we were recapping years where it felt like we were struggling to come up with five songs, <laughs> you know, it, in in a way, uh, but, but my harsh score, you know, it, uh, I don't think it's harsh and I'm calling it slightly above average. It goes back to me being an album person and I can tend to be a completist. Also, it's all or nothing, very digital on or off zeros or ones. I want to take in the whole thing, but if it takes me a couple minutes to find something in a song 
or even worse, to get halfway through an album to connect with it, I'm going to think the whole thing's <laughs> garbage. You know, I had to let things sit, come back to it, different frame of mind and all that. I understand that's not fair in all circumstances, especially when it seems artists release singles without albums immediately attached or three to four song EPs. I'm cool with EPs. I prefer them to singles everywhere here. Pepper this, 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 because then there's no timeline. There's no connective tissue between the songs, but you better come strong with those three songs on that EP or I'm not going to give <laughs> future songs a fair chance. That's just me. Yeah. I think the most important way to not get left behind is to know how to change with the times. One thing I've learned continually through the show is that I'm happy that I just haven't planted my ass in the past. Yeah. And and I oh, think yeah. you're the same too. You managed to get some satisfaction from full album listening when you were going through your indie phase. So you, you had years in the 2008 to 2012 range where there was a lot of music coming out where you were listening to full albums. Yeah, correct. A lot of them had you know, beginning to end purpose, but you and I were cut from different cloth and that wasn't my music in that time. There are very few albums I love from beginning to end and maybe only a couple in the past 20 years. I find full albums rarely satisfying. Mm, yeah. And there's nothing better than a, a just a banger album. I love, I love that feeling. Yeah. And, yeah. and I really, I realized, yeah, I'm different. I'm it's a little bit, it could be a little bit of a fault with me. You, you tend to be more patient than I am, or maybe you just mask it better because I, I think I'm a little bit more of a hothead. I, I tend to wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm trying to learn that from you and let something sink in a little bit more completely and ask myself all of the whys about my initial reaction. <laughs> um, but anyways, let's continue on with listing our songs because we're going to get back to our feelings in our journals <laughs> anytime now. So what's your second favorite song from the last year or number four, if we're counting down up yes. sideways, here what we you go. got Grinch. I have bleachers, the song modern girl. We talked about this raved about it in an earlier episode, a couple months ago, it kind of riffs on an old school sound with still having a really good modern pop sensibility but not sounding like it was made for the kids. It sounded like something that my parents would have gotten up and shaken their asses to. <laughs> and, and that's, it's brilliant. This is definitely a top five song of the year for me. I listened to it so many times. I still love it. The saxophone hook stayed stuck in my head for weeks. I was walking around and my brain was do, 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 do. <laughs> it just kept doing it. So Spotify wrapped the end of the year bullshit that comes along happened and yeah, that's what it was. It was bullshit. Why? Because Bleachers <laughs> was not in my top five. But Ario fucking Speedwagon was. They were number four. So what the hell? What, <laughs> what, what, what made you put Keep On Loving You on repeat? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I should have known by the look in your eyes. What the hell? <laughs> I know I'm known for some guilty pleasure listening. But there is no chance Ario Speedwagon should have been in my top five. I, I have this theory that possibly I put them on at one point and Spotify on my phone would continue to play in the background. And I oh, wonder yeah. if it got stuck playing in the background on my phone for an extended period of time. And that's how they wound up there. Because I'll admit, you know, I like riding the storm out. I like 
roll with the changes. I can get caught up in a little REO every once in a while. Yeah, they got good songs. But not enough for it to be (laughs) number four in the year for me to listen to. (laughs) You know, Jim, you you should take my road of of combating uh, false information. It's not the only source I use to listen to music. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's my song. Bleachers, Modern Girl. What's your next song? Oh, yeah, love it. Five, yeah. Love it. Bleachers was going to be on the playlist one way or another. My second choice is another one that took us by surprise, Talk. And the song is History. I'm a little torn between History and Runaway to Mars. Those are really good songs for me. I, too, Mm -hmm. dug into my rap, and Talk was somehow my top artist. And History was my number one song. (laughs) So there you go. I'm not going to put too much talk into rap because it, it obviously it's not the only place either of us listen to music, but this was my most played song of the year in the what for two, three months that it was out. That, that's what makes it even weirder. <laughs> um, it, it did help that I put the album on repeat, kind of what you were saying just a couple seconds ago. I put the whole album on repeat and I fell asleep one night. That thing was playing all night. I regret nothing. Cause I love that album. <laughs> You know, I'm happy to add anything off of it, but I'm going to add history. I don't think there's a song on it. I didn't hit repeat on at least once. (laughs) And thanks to this show, my listening was labeled erratic in my rap. But then they nicely upgraded it to eclectic, which is a nice way to say you're being weird for no good reason. (laughs) I had 700 genres listened to. Yeah, me too. I'm like, like, I didn't listen. I didn't listen to just metal. Yeah. How are there 700 genres? That's what I'm yeah. trying to figure out. Oh, that was nuts. I, you, you know, talk was great. I think Runaway to Mars was the song that I'd sent to you. It was one of those cool moments where we both found him and only realizing later because we'd sent different songs from the same artist. And this album is really easy to listen to. Not easy listening. It doesn't turn a bad corner. He also does a good cover of Radiohead's Creep. When you think you don't need to hear that song again. Yeah, his cover of that is phenomenal. So getting back to what we were talking about, it's time to get the journals back out and read what we wrote in our (laughs) diaries. Hold on, let me get my foot bath. Now, Matt, here, a little therapy for you. I don't think you have faults. You don't need to call them faults. We have different levels of patience and I'm lazy. Like I said, I don't like full albums. I don't even try to find full albums anymore to listen to. And if I do, it's only because two or three singles might've caught my attention. So I want to see if I'm missing something there. There might be a, a track that didn't get released as a single that I might enjoy a large percentage of the music that I like, I don't care for it the first time I've heard it. Then I go back and I try to find something I can take away from it because maybe I felt challenged by not liking it. And if I'm walking down the street a day later and all of a sudden I realize with no music playing that the melody from that stupid song I was listening to yesterday (laughs) is stuck in my head, 90% of the time it becomes something that I'm going to end up adding to my music collection. Now, I will admit the other 10% are stupid, but catchy pop songs that deserve to be thrown in the fire. (laughs) Well, yeah, but if you enjoy it, you enjoy it, right? We all have our guilty pleasures. (laughs) Um, And that's where patience pays off. I too have had albums. I didn't like the first time around. I think everybody does. They take on a new life 
when you just give it some time to rest and you come back to it in a different level of sobriety or, <laughs> or <laughs> you know, sometimes the temperature of the room is a little different. When I'm exploring, I can be ag aggressively impatient. We have different kinds of patience. You know, I'm like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> you know, we have that uh, 30 second rule. They were like, you know, mm -hmm. give a song 30 seconds to come to me. But then there are times where I'm like five seconds. Nope. I've listened yeah, to enough of this happening. kind of music. I know what's going to happen. I know what's <laughs> gonna, that's why I have a hard time with some new movies. It's like, no, I've seen that plot before. Oh, yeah, there's a McGuffin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's that character. There's that tired plot line. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny how it works that there's been so much music that I've loved that I've also been able to say that I didn't like it first. Hmm. Yeah, we we both we've enjoyed embracing new music. I do find myself leaning toward familiar sounds, even though it's new music. There are still some familiar sounds or genres. While we are embracing new music, we're not getting stuck in the past, but there is some out there. I can't understand how people connect with it. I, I've checked out a few year end lists. I listened to a lot of stuff on the list and it left me confused as to what is going on in music. <laughs> I, I talked shit about well, we both talk shit about Pitchfork. We all kind of, we think it's kind of pretentious for no good reason. Yep. But some similar names are on multiple lists. 100 Gex, Caroline Polachek, I just can't. And Death Grips, they didn't have an album out this year, but in previous years, I've seen their name on many lists. I'm like, I don't get what people are enjoying. Is there an ironic listenability to it? So bad, it's good. It's got to be hitting somebody, some kind of spectrum. But overall, people are psychotically passionate about their music. And I shake my head wondering where the enjoyment is. Probably most of the stuff you just mentioned, if it popped up while I was searching for new music this year, I was like you going, nope, <laughs> before the 30 second mark even hit. I think it's just a good barometer as to what is popular and getting streams and listens as to what I'm finding that appeals to me. It kind of lets me know where I sit. Just remember, we're here to tell people what to listen to because those lists suck. Mm. So <laughs> that's the purpose. Oh, I agree. I agree. Don't, don't listen to death grips. Don't listen to death grips or a hundred. I do think listening to all this new music though has helped me appreciate my older stuff. So you've talked about leaning on the older stuff, not that it's better, even though a lot of it is, but for years, I was only leaning on familiar sounds. I think you had the advantage of at least having your boys around and being exposed to some new music consistently. There's a comfort in familiarity as well. Sitting through all that shit music in the past six months <laughs> to pull out maybe a dozen songs we're going to remember in 10 years is a lot of work. So I've really been enjoying just going through an older playlist from time to time or listening to an older album a few times a week just to give my brain a rest because I can't always be trying to dissect new music and having the old stuff around is still really important. Yeah, that old stuff is the brain reset you need because there you do reach a fatigue factor when we're searching for stuff for the show and that can obviously lead to me saying, nope, I hate that just because I'm just not in the mood to hear something mm -hmm. completely new and unfamiliar. Yeah. I, I got to have some Johnny cash to just give me a hard boot. 
Then I'm going to go back to some Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get you. All right. Your turn to go first. What is the next song you're taking from 2023? It's a big responsibility, Jim. It is. Before we go further, I want to address a comment posted on our Facebook page some time ago. This was before the show changed, maybe even a year ago. At the time, we were listing our five songs apiece from the years we were covering. These songs were supposed to reflect the music you and I were both listening to personally. One week, someone commented, where are all the women? (laughs) (laughs) They were looking, you know, for female artists. I'll admit that the song lists were dominated by male artists. But I don't think that was by design at all. We are two guys talking about music that influenced our lives. And I think that even though we respect all good music, we naturally gravitated to music that was going to be more relatable to us. Here's where I have to say 2023 was a phenomenal year for me personally what I like to listen to for women in music and my choices for the rest of the show are women. All right, Jim, step off your pulpit, (laughs) hand it over. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 But you're right. Women were absolutely killing it in 2023. So just give us your next song. Okay. Well, I'm going to, Go straight to the queen of emo, which is weird because this is a genre neither you or I are into, but it is Paramore, and the song is This Is Why. We both know, the world knows, that Taylor Swift broke a shit ton of record sales and Olivia (laughs) Rodrigo is winning all the awards. Paramore's had commercial success, but I think they have actually really had to work hard and grind for it, touring, evolving their sound. I really got into this album. The album's called This Is Why. And in April, I went to see them in concert. I live streamed to the show on our Facebook page when I was there. Haley Williams is a class act front person on stage. This is why the album has found a spot on many of the end of the year lists you were just talking about. Because it really broke through for many people instead of just being this emo band from 2008. And now it's it's been nominated for a Grammy. It's a rare moment when I think the industry is actually acknowledging something that's kind of worthy, in my opinion. The title track, like I said, this is why, this is what I'm going to go on to the playlist. All right, I'm done preaching. What's your next song? I feel like there should have been a hallelujah chorus in back of you while you were <laughs> preaching there, Jim. Wow. But no, no, th- th- there's no preaching. Um, the listeners aren't privy to our private conversations. You've been praising Paramore, Beba Doobie since we started the show. And we've given Taylor many thumbs up because she deserves it. She's done all the right things and taken control of her music, her art, her career. I think she's actually the example of what people should be doing, mm-hmm. taking control of their own work. It's her world right now. <laughs> Right. We're all living in it. She is the megastar right now. She is having that Elvis Beatles moment. It just doesn't feel it right now because we're in it. But Mm -hmm. when we look back, that's what it's going to be. And yeah, it was a good constructive comment. And it, it did sting a little bit because I think our initial reaction was to be a little defensive and we could probably sound a little defensive now, 
about it. Probably, uh, yeah. Probably because, you know, what made us think, oh, you know what? There is some truth. There is some truth to that. But it mm-hmm. does come down to being able to relate. I'm not yeah. going to relate to Britney Spears kind of pop music, <laughs> right? I'm just not. Um, Boy, I stole your pulpit and made it a soul. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> We got to burn that thing one here uh, one day. My, my third song, I'm going to bring us to third base, belongs to the Hives in Rigor Mortis Radio. I went into this album expecting to be bored, but I was so, so wrong. Bands that have been around this long tend to get stale, not the Hives. The drums reminded me of Joan Jett's Do You Want to Touch Me? So they they got me right there. It's one of my favorite songs from her. It sounds like a simple song, but just really good structure. There's a key change every verse. This song, it grooves, it rocks. I love this song. That's a great song, and I'm really glad you brought that to the show. I've said this about other albums from bands. You expected to be bored. I probably would have skipped right past it if you hadn't brought it up. So thank you. Getting back on track to our ongoing conversation, though. Back to the couches for our therapy my bad for <laughs> sidetracking us by jumping on the pulpit. Oh, all good, all good. Well, you got to let me know. How do you find a 10? At the beach? <laughs> in music. <laughs> oh, in music. Uh, I have to give myself space with 10s. Obviously, I think people know it by now. I'm sure you do. I can be hyperbolic on the positive just as easily as the negative. If I find something I connect with right away, I can come on the show and go on and on and on about how good a song or album is. It's good to have that initial reaction. To me, I think it's good. Again, revisiting music after some time passes helps me get a more objective opinion and have Mm -hmm. things disperse along that number line a bit. Because within those numbers, there's a scale as well. Say I give the Steven Sanchez album a 10, but I also give a Queen album a 10. Those two are not comparable at all. It's subjective and time evens it out because there were some rough months for new releases. And maybe what stands out only did so because of most everything fell short. So could you relate to them as a one to 10 by style or genre? Like what's a classic rock 10? What's a hip hop 10? Is it really fair to pit them in different genres against each other? I I don't think it's fair to pit them. Um, uh, Take a Stevie Wonder album, Interversions, easily. It's a 10 for me. I'm sure it's me pretty too. close to that for you as well. Yeah. Um, I bring up Stevie so I can brag that he was a top five artist in my rap, you know? <laughs> so I'll point out the good when I like it and leave out the bad. <laughs> the outfields play deep. That's a 10 for me as well. Those two albums are vastly different. I can listen to them anytime, but I may be in the headspace for one over the other one day, but then the next day, or maybe even, you know, half hour later, I need to hear something else. So it, I think it's all subjective, you know, what you need at the time. And I know we don't care for award shows or lists as we've talked about, but this is one of the smartest moves I think they do because you and I are a rare breed with the amount of genres, 700 of them. Over 700, Jim. <laughs> yeah, that we enjoy. I know people who only listen to country music. They only listen to pop punk or metal or country rock. Maybe they don't admit to listening to anything else, but this is what they wear on their sleeve all the time. And then we run into somebody 
who we ask, oh, what do you listen to? And they say, oh, I listen to everything. And I bet guys like you and I are like, no, you really don't listen to everything like we listen to everything. (laughs) If you don't Uh, listen to Death Grips, you're not listening to everything. You're not listening to everything. (laughs) But, you know, that's kind of what's gone on in the industry. It has. And that is what annoyed me about my own listening habits as I got older. When I was a kid, I'm sure a lot of kids are like this. You listen to everything, you know, because you're not entirely in control of what's going going to be played around you. Mm -hmm. But then my focus narrowed into my teens, and I didn't grow out of that until well into my 20s until I shifted gears. But really, I'm just trading in one box of records for a different box of records. You're still in a box. You're not really bridging. But when I hit my 40s, I started getting out and bridging those gaps and finding similarities. And I have enough listening experience now where I can hear the influences in new music that reminded me of what I liked back in the day. But I can also see how, especially when we were growing up, you didn't have streaming, you didn't have YouTube, where it's very easy to get pigeonholed into a genre because I'm going to listen to the classic rock radio station. Mm-hmm. And then it just becomes your habit or whatever, or your easy listening station or whatever. It just becomes it's comfortable, it, but it's comfortable as well. Yes. And some people just it, need that comfort. Yep. Because when I am trying to cook dinner or if I'm mowing the lawn or driving down the road, I'm not working on the show. <laughs> right. Because then my attention is divided. I'm not really giving one thing that. <laughs> Needs to be given all its attention, its proper attention. Since we started the Jam Yearbook, I've been asking myself, what am I looking for as a whole from a year to be considered good? Back to the beginning of the discussion. It's been a little easier now that that we are recapping each month. We have a lot of music to sort through each and every month with different sources to be fed from. I don't think it's too much to ask to find five songs album some kind of combination there to really like and hope for one a month hope now hope i don't necessarily need (laughs) i want one to love based on that initial reaction because if i love it on that initial reaction i'm probably going to at least like it after i give it that some space so if you extrapolate that out to a full year that's a minimum of 12 albums and songs you know it's what i think on average you should get from a year my opinion again i think that's about what i found this year it you know mostly in the last half but (laughs) i think that's what i walked away from this year well i'm glad we didn't start going month by month in november because we probably would have tapped out on the concept pretty quickly yeah i think july august was a good time to start because a lot of bands are trying to get the crowd going back to high school and college there was a lot of good fresh music Nobody wants to keep jamming the summer songs in September. I predict that we'll have another good surge of music, though, in April and May. And it's probably going to be a little quiet until then. You're right about that April, May time frame. It may be even March because you got to figure that people are going to start gearing up for summer tours. So yeah, that, that's, that's probably true. why we're seeing a lot of early release singles right now. So they got to, you know, pump up the interest and all that. It will be interesting as winter progresses if we start getting more attracted to mellower, darker music. 
but it's better off that we haven't just ranted because I think if this show had been about just finding all of the bad music out there <laughs> in the, the past year or even almost at any time, because there's so much getting released, it would be too easy. I'd rather dig deep and be here to tell people who think good music doesn't exist anymore that they're wrong. And rant or not, it's our opinion. But I feel like we're growing those opinions on a daily basis with our conversations. What we listen to, something might hit us one day, it doesn't hit us next, so it brings us back into the middle. Our opinions are not as set in stone as they used to be or what some might expect from a couple middle-aged doofuses like <laughs> us. Ultimately, though, if we were to just come on here and give our five, you know, and be done in 20 minutes... I, I don't know how listenable of a show that is, right? We talk about mm -hmm. music being relatable. I think people got to relate to what we're saying too. So maybe if we tell you why we didn't like something, why we like something or how we are growing our opinions or how we even, you know, come to a decision on what we like or not and let people know that we're, we're still figuring it out as we go. Yeah. That's, that's the joy of doing the show. If there's one other person out there who hated something a year and a half ago, but decided to give it a second chance because they listened to the show, then cool. That's we're happy that they've joined us on that part of our journey. And it works both ways. If you think there's something that maybe we didn't give a fair shake or something we haven't brought up, hit us on the Facebook page. Yeah. Just tell us, <laughs> let, let us, us know. know. Yeah. Let us know what's out there that we're missing. Yeah. Okay, so time for another best of 2023 pick. You're going first. What's yours? I am going back to one of our favorite continents, Australia. Yay, <laughs> we found so much good music coming out of there this year. And I'm bringing The Beaches, Blame Brett. I don't know how this wasn't my number one song this year. It's infinitely catchy and fun. The lead riff she plays gives me this awesome new wave vibe. The whole album has high spots like that. I'm not going to try to compare them to the Go-Go's or the Bangles uh, because they are their own thing. They deserve to be the beaches, not compared to any other girl group out there. The, yeah, they're a great band. Another great band. And I'm going to stick with Australia, which seemed to be a theme for 2023 for us. I can't say the name without really kind of stumbling sometimes, but <laughs> I'm going to try to say it because I love to say Teen Jesus and the Gene Teasers. Got it. And the song is called Salt. This song rolls in like the Smashing Pumpkins today, but in slow motion. And then the guitar feeds back, and it sounds like everything that I loved about music in the 90s. Their name, their music, everything about them is rock and roll to me. Teen Jesus and the Gene Teasers. How do you think that up? I and, don't know. And they liked one of our Jam Your Book tweets. So they get a high place on the <laughs> list from me. This is everything I liked about women in music in 2023 because they rocked harder than their male counterpoints making music. I did not find dudes rocking hard in 2023. It was all delivered by the women and they were writing better songs and albums than most of their male counterparts. Why? Because they don't have a band like the Rolling Stones that have been around forever releasing yet another <laughs> album that we won't talk about oh, in two months. Let's not go there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, You're right. And if you look if and if you look at comments on Facebook, 
around that Rolling Stones album, if you happen to know people of age who are listening to it, they think it was the best thing that came out all year long. But I guarantee you that in two years, they will not be listening to or care about that album. But bands like The Beaches and bands like Teen Jesus and the Gene Teasers are cementing what they're going to put forward for the next 10 years in this moment. God, I hope so. I really hope so because I'm, I really like having some youthful energy into my playlists. Yep. I don't want it still coming from Weezer or (laughs) right. What do they know? They're just as old as us. Yeah. What what do they know about having fun (laughs) playing Othello on a Saturday (laughs) night? But you're right. It really has been a year for women in music. Even if you put aside what Taylor Swift and Olivia Rodrigo have accomplished because they're leading the way. We found a lot of our favorite music of the year from women. And some of our older shows we pointed out and I'll reiterate what we found was that women are usually the ones that are pushing the boundaries within a genre. Yeah. Right. In the nineties, you had the Faith Hill, Shania Twain, you know, giving country more of a pop sound. Yep. Yep. You know, and women in pop music were taking it in a direction um, that would be copied by everybody. And you talked about the Go-Go's, you talked about the Bangles already. You've brought up Joan Jett. They've all done the same thing. So without blowing our final song just yet, who else was putting out great music in 2023? Matt, it used to be your favorite part of the episode. It's name checking time. We haven't done Yay. this in a while. So no, wind her up and let her rip. Let's hear what you got. I'll start with the Lemon Twigs. They had some of the sweetest 70s moments this year. On the first listen, I was so busy trying to think of what I'm hearing as far as influences. It, it sounds like it was recorded in the 70s as well. I was really into it when I first heard it. And I thought this could be a dark horse to my five, something from the lemon twigs, but I went back and listened and I enjoyed it, but it didn't hold up as far as, you know, being five worthy. It's more of a summer album. I think summer evening, because it is an easy listen. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. And local natives, they were one of my favorite indie bands, but based on their debut in 2010 and they lost me because they matured their sound. They had a little bit of a, I'm not, I hesitate to say pop, but I don't really know what else to call it bend into their music for a while after their debut time will wait for no one still has the polish but the arrangements and the songwriting move closer to what was appealing to their debut and i really love that album Mm -hmm. and bakar is still as smooth as i remembered when i first heard it it's such a great vibe i was expecting to find this not holding up exact opposite I turned it on and I was able to fall right back in the line with it. Helen back is a great for sitting in the sun with a cold beer or six, eight, whatever your limit is. Yeah. I really enjoyed listening to that full album through a few times. So I talk about not liking entire albums. This was worth listening to a band that kind of took us both by surprise parrot fish. They're not very big. They're out of Florida. They they're fun. They're kind of a, 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 Kind of got a, a Chili Peppers 311, maybe even a little bit of a Beastie Boys feel to them, something going on. It's throwback, but it's modern at the same time. I think if Parrotfish is coming through your town and you want to have a good time on a Saturday night, go see them. 
or go check out their music videos on YouTube. I, I still say go down the rabbit hole of their music videos because it is like old school Foo Fighters music videos when they were still fresh, you know, from the first album and color and shape. That's what Parrotfish remind me of in their music videos. And that's one thing I think people maybe assume that is a lost art form because of Apple Music, Spotify, all the streaming, iHeartRadio, whatever. But bands are still putting out incredibly entertaining music videos. Yeah. Yeah. And these are good. These are fun. Yeah, definitely fun. Uh, PD, I, I almost brought him up in September, and I kind of wish I would have, but I stayed away. The song is especially, I love this whole album, but the one song in particular, The Freedom to Fuck Off, it's been in regular <laughs> rotation on my personal playlist. I wrote it off, didn't want to put it on the show because on the surface it might seem crass, just that title, but it actually is a very thoughtful song. I want to fuck off and let the world noise fade <laughs> away too. And that's what the, the song ultimately is about. It's about getting some personal freedom and just finding some quiet time. And getting outside of yourself. And somebody who we thought had fucked off but came back <laughs> is, uh, you know, I can't believe I'm going to say this name, but Rick Astley. This is like the third or fourth show we've been talking about Rick Astley this year. Well, we, it's one album, but we've really enjoyed the album. His tour was great. Uh, his performance at Glastonbury was so great that I'm not ashamed to say that I've got tickets to go see Rick Astley in February. We both really enjoyed this album, like I said. And I can't wait to go see him because he plays drums and sings Highway to Hell live. So his coolness factor for a guy who seemed like the king of cheese out of the 80s has yeah. just grown a lot for me this year. I hope he rickrolls the entire audience all show long. J just starting <laughs> that song and then stopping and going into something else. Like you think it's coming, yeah, he but should. no, he it's should. the anti Rickroll. It'd be so or, awesome. Or, or he starts one of his songs. And he just goes into that every single time. <laughs> <laughs> and his YouTube channel. Yeah. Right. He, 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 he had this one uh, clip of doing an acoustic version of what's the name of the song? A, B, C, D, F, U. I don't even know if that's the name of the song. Oh, that was great. Yeah. It was the Olivia Rodrigo song. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's awesome just to hear him say, fuck. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. It's entertaining. Yeah. Dude's awesome. All right. Moving on to the next one. I'm going to bring up Q again. We just brought him up a couple of weeks ago when we were wrapping up November. So hopefully the repetition will pay off. Q, Q, Q. People, <laughs> give this EP a chance. Hello, Everyday Changes. I love this. It's three songs. And, those, and the title of the EP is the name of the songs. Hello, Everyday Changes. It's a great piece of work. Well, I've got a couple to finish off this list. The Revivalist, I was loving this band. I think like yourself, I found out that they were kind of a summer band for me, like you found with the Lemon Twigs. But they're still worth checking out. I would say go check them out, people. After a few weeks of backyard listening and binging them on a camping trip, I wore them out. But that'll happen sometimes with new music that you find. And then you said her name first, Matt. But we've got Beba Doobie Doo and, and Beba Doobie. Yeah, but I didn't sound like Dean Martin when I did it. <laughs> I, I just have to say her name in the show. So I I, yeah. I brought it to the, the notes. For a young woman who got stuck with a stage name, she gave herself as a 14-year-old as an Instagram username. Beatrice Christie L.E.A. Laus has had quite a year. 
I'd rather say Biba Doobie. Anyway, so she released <laughs> some solid singles. She opened for a leg of Taylor Swift's tour and she sold out the Greek in LA, releasing a live album. I don't know if her style might wear out, but it seems like she's consciously trying to switch up her sound consistently. Want to know when I really became a fan, Matt? Uh, but of course. When she posted a reel on Facebook, she was teaching herself how to play Cherub Rock by the Pumpkins. I was all in after seeing that. Ah, uh, the sentimental favorite. And you know what? It's still a better name than Hoobastank. It is. Beba Doobie <laughs> is a much better name than Hoobastank. <laughs> so finally, I'm going to bring my last song and bring up Lawrence. This is possibly my favorite from 2023. We have Steven Sanchez and Beba Doobie bringing us back to the old school crooners and Teen Jesus, the Beaches and Lemon Twigs delivering that classic and 90s rock sound that we've embraced our entire life. But the song, I'm Confident That I'm Insecure by Lawrence, sounds like a mashup from Schoolhouse Rock and the Muppets. It has a classic, almost 40s or 50s jazz sound. Gracie Lawrence has a voice that sounds like she just walked away from duetting with Billie Holiday or Aretha Franklin. This might not be the best song from 2023, but it is going for me to be the most memorable. I'll look forward to hearing new stuff from them as long as they keep putting it out. Oh, I love this song. It gets back to my point about getting one song or album a month to love. If this was the only song we had found in August, we could have talked about it the whole show. We love this. Yeah, so we could have. <laughs> and the real payoff again was the video of them performing it in studio, not the album version how playful everyone was, how much fun they were having and how they absolutely nailed the song completely live in one take that with what, probably a dozen people in the studio. Yeah. That is practice and loving what you do. That, mm -hmm. that that's a gold star song right there. All right. Give us your last song. What's it going to be? Oh, this is much harder than I thought it was going to be. It's making me rethink my five and a half for 2023 because of so many songs <laughs> I, I really love. I had some metal that was close. King Gizzard, Pigs, 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 Pigs. I really love that album. I've, now that I've gone back and revisited OCs, Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. There's some more cheap honorable mentions for you, Jim. I just <laughs> had to get them out there. Um, it's like a good old fashioned year roundup, right? You got to have the, the name drops. Pew, 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 pew. We forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. That's right. They were good yeah. too. Um, while I enjoyed all of them and rap that we were finding, and we talked about the beginning of the show, I wanted something a little more catchy, and I wanted to stay in Australia to highlight one more time how much fun that we were having from finding all this stuff coming from Australia. I got to go with G-Flip, the worst person alive. When I first found this, I was hooked because of what I was expecting and what I got made me do a double take. It gave me a lesson about judging a book by its cover. They gave me one of my favorite songs of the year. I wasn't going to put it in my five at first. I hadn't listened to it in a while. And I was wondering if my reaction was more of a product of timing and having that double take like, Oh, that is so not what I was expecting. But I remembered how much I dug it back then. And I listened to it and I'm like, no, this, this song still rocks. I still really dig it. Oh yeah. And the video for the song as well. Oh yeah. I pity their back. That had to just yeah. absolutely kill after yeah. that. Again, one take. Yeah. There's lip syncing, right? 
but mm-hmm. they did that in one take. It's pretty amazing. Doesn't it feel good to add more to the playlist, Jim? Oh my God, it's huge. <laughs> but I I love keeping it alive. You said earlier that we might have a shared song. Did you mean that we would have a shared sixth or did you think we'd be fighting over some songs? I, I was joking around, but there were some cool songs I think we felt equally strong about. We could do a shared six if you want, because I'm cool with that. I'm down. Uh Oh, no con. Yeah, we let's celebrate Vermont. Yeah, let's celebrate Vermont. It doesn't feel right to recap 2023 and not add Noah Khan to the playlist. All right, Noah Khan. So two songs that come to mind are Dial Drunk or Stick Season. I'm good with either. Well, I'm going to go with Stick Season because if we're going to celebrate Vermont, that's the one. That's it. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And that will be the last add to the playlist for a long time. <laughs> it feels good to add it with a Vermonter. Yes, the last song, but not the last of the Jam Yearbook. No, sorry, folks. We're going to keep going. Yeah, we'll see. We'll <laughs> see you next year, 2024. Good stuff, Matt. Thanks. It was nice to uh, sit on the couch and, you know, work through our uh, problems with defining a one through 10 <laughs> in music. <laughs> and uh, it, it was really a great show. I do believe it's my turn this week to sign us off. Sign away. I will do that. I am going to thank everybody for listening to the Jam Yearbook. Thank you for getting this far with us if you got through the part where I was on the pulpit. And we we hope that you really enjoyed our song choices from the year and you go and check them out. These will be added to the big thousand, now thousand plus song playlist that we created at the start of the show. And these will be our picks from the year 2023. So we hope that you are still listening to that playlist and that you'll enjoy, you know, another 10, well, 11 songs added to it. It's been a lot of fun, Matt, as always. Thank you very much for giving me your time to rant and rave about what we've listened to over the past year. Yes, Jim, it has been fun. I really appreciate the time we get to sit, have a few beers and uh, vent on the positive and the negative. Yeah, that's what we do. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody, have a great new year, and we will see you in 2024. Yeah, don't be afraid to give the Christmas music a break. Yes. Peace, love, and (laughs) podcast. (laughs)